I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill him? Would I take the promotion at work with strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? Everything sounds good now. One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> Seven, eight, nine, ten. And then followed by, you guessed at eleven. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, what the fuck is this? That's Sorry. your ch- <laughs> Hi. This is the big, the big one. No, wait. Oh, wait. <laughs> you got to say your name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hi, this is Maria Blasucci. And I'm Amanda Lund. And this is the, the big, big ones. ones. Each week, we discuss a new ethical question ranging from historical decisions to relationship dilemmas to brain-busting moral choices. The questions can be confusing, but they're always fun to discuss because they force you to look deep, deep, deep with inside yourself. Will you like what you see? John Early. <laughs> wait, wait, what? What was the last thing you said? Will you like what you... Oh, the questions can... No, no, no. Well, that thing, the rhyming thing. Will you like what you see? John Early. It doesn't rhyme every Will time. Will you like what you see? When you look deep inside yourself. Oh, okay, okay. I'm so sorry. I'm very proud of myself. I I did that by memory, and I did it right, and I never do it right. It was really, really good. Yeah, she spent about 15 minutes on that earlier today, <laughs> memorizing it. Uh, thank you so much for being here, John. I'm thrilled to be here. I I can I can already tell this is a good podcast. Really? Because there is such a clear like, I just even podcasts with the concept always lead back to like. What's your comedy story? Like, Ew, what's your trajectory? Uh, no. not, we don't want to get into that at and all. I just, I, no. yeah. I'm not saying, like, where they could know you from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I mean, 555. Five, five. Oh, no. So, your comedy story is that you um, were. In, in a nutshell, John, in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> where were you born? <laughs> Did you say what were you born? What were you born as? <laughs> and why? Why were you born? You know, I don't know. <laughs> um, no, but it is like I just feel like this is such a uh, the other and the the other extreme when people go when people try to avoid comedy trajectory like bio podcastiness. It then the concept yeah. just becomes so thin instantly. But this actually, I feel like, can lead to proper conversation well yeah. that's it has a, been yeah yeah not to set not to you know set the set the standard too high too no high. no no well it's low setting it high is still low <laughs> okay. so we're, we're we have good. a good one today for you though Ooh, I, it, did fun. you tailor it to me yeah uh, we did, did. We did. <laughs> well, honestly we didn't we it was it's a good fit i think <laughs> and don't take that as offense it's just because oh, well, well it'll be explained yes. okay okay um but yes you know john early from 555 with kate berlant mm. with um uh search party yes um yeah. did i say with search party or you know him from search from party. search party 
Uh, he was in the Disaster Artist. In, in Neighbors Two, two. that we were. That's where we met John on Neighbors Two, where mm-hmm. Maria and I were um, craft uh, service attendants. <laughs> we, were, we were secret. We were secret uh, agents on the. Okay, we careful, were, y'all. They were writers. No, no, were, no. We were. were. We were associate producers. I was telling. Um, you guessed it, my boyfriend, last night about... Uh, you guessed Yeah, yeah I have a boyfriend now, okay. Um, and, uh, and I was telling him about how I knew you, because, like, like, there have been multiple times in, the, in our, like, you know, new relationship where he's like, where I'm like, what are you doing tomorrow? And, like, he has, like, a full day of, like, work, and he's like, he's like what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and so, like, it has become... And I usually say that with like a groan, you know. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. like, uh, but this time I was like, they're actually really funny. Oh, because you you wanted, you knew he was, he He was was judging judging us for you. He was going, he was going. Oh, I'm sorry, you have to do that. Yeah, and And we're sorry too, to be honest. (laughs) Are are you heavily sought after right now for podcasts? No. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I've said no enough that I'm putting out some sort of an energy that is like slowing that ask down that's, that's maybe my way of spinning saying... the fact that i'm less relevant than i was a year ago but... no you're not but mm-hmm. you're saying you say no if you don't want to do it uh, am i saying no in general to to, to podcast po- yeah yeah i'm like trying to like you know be picky not just, yeah be a little mm. more picky yeah yeah that's fair and just any podcaster that's listening to this now if I lay no. off, lay off of him. Don't <laughs> even get you, any Maria. ideas. Don't think because he did this that he's open to doing yours. Because exactly. he's not. We have yes. a fucking connection from neighbors. Yeah, we two. wrote. We allegedly we wrote, wrote two, some nice lines for for John to say in neighbors too. Well, I, I do have to say, like, we really. I was so relieved you guys were there because that was like one of the few like truly big budget like scary like like the level of fame on that set it was zach fucking efron Ugh. my scenes were zach efron and dave franco so it was just yeah. i had not like i've which is like, in some ways less scary obviously than working with like your heroes or something but like not that zach efron isn't my hero <laughs> <laughs> careful, careful and i did think say. he did such a good job remember oh, no. how we were so touched by his performance he's, like he's one of the best actors he he's incredible just, and i mean this with all the best in my heart if he would just tone down his his body, body yeah. he would be taken very seriously as yeah. an actor and i don't know what that is if that's just him feeling good about himself and that's why he does that but which he's, is fine he's a beautiful soul and, and a beautiful he's actor gorgeous but then yes. you you get that kind of roid look yeah it becomes um you know he's already at this age becoming a joke of himself yeah i'm not unnecessarily so because he's funny and he's good listen he's got the goods he really does got the goods and i and i think i was so delighted i was like he really is like a curious actor like he wants to like (laughs) he really was like exploring every take like he wanted to get it (laughs) right what are you doing over there just looking (laughs) around (laughs) he's picking up vases yeah yeah vases (laughs) opening drawers I'm going to just, this time I'm going to do it. I'm just going to kind of enjoy where I am. Yeah, is that okay? Yeah. I'm going to enjoy Props, the is it okay if I just touch? <laughs> that is a real thing, though. Oh, no, I know. People who are obsessed with props. Have you guys witnessed that? Um, only in acting class. <laughs> <laughs> Unprop the prop is what I say. Don't pick something up unless you can make that not look like a prop. Absolutely. Well, wait, I, have some, I just have to quickly say this. I, we're, we're now complete. I, I trust that you guys will steer this back oh, we'll when see. you need to. I don't know. Okay, okay great. Um, no one's driving this car. <laughs> <laughs> we 
<laughs> Wait, is this like a Pete Holmes, like three hour per hour? <laughs> no, yeah. I hope you cleared your schedule. No, <laughs> it's a, it's usually an hour 15. Ooh, I have an ear at B&B right around the corner in case this goes too late. Um, but, uh, but I was talking to my friend this morning, actually, about this old acting program that we both did at Atlantic Theater Company in New York. And, like, the kind of... The, they study practical aesthetics as the technique. Oh, that's Mammoth. That's Mamet. like the Mammoth company. Yes. Okay. And um, and William H Macy is very well known over there. He is. He's one of the co-founders and um, co-thinkers mm-hmm. of you know philosophers that developed that technique. Uh, but the um, the I mean, it's really the same as really any technique. Is like you find an action for any given scene, and then everything you do, like. As an actor, everything you do is in service of pursuing that action. And so it's like, but when you're first learning it, they're like, they're so kind of like intense about that rule. Like, I was going to say dogmatic, but then I realized I don't know what that means. But I think that's right. I Mm -hmm. think it's when something is set in stone in a way and nothing can, you can't get around it. Yes. Yeah. I think they're boom. This <laughs> they were very dogmatic about that, and, um, and and so like they were like, no, everything you do has to be in service of the action. So like, like even like picking up this iced coffee, like you have to figure out a way that that can help you play your action. And is the action like a literal, like physical objective, or is it like an emotional? It's like an emotional objective. It's like it's like what's the you're kind of like the whole point of that technique is you're not breaking it up into beats. You're like looking at the whole scene and like. What's their action for the whole scene? So, so like, like, I what would a, like an action would be like? I need to get him to hear me. Yes, yes. Like to so get you talk louder. To get. <laughs> I'm sorry. I maybe I'm misunderstanding. Okay, um, Mr. Mammoth, I don't quite um, understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it's like it, yeah, like to get forgiveness. Oh, it's like really like essential stuff, like to get. But why does picking up a glass have anything to do with getting forgiveness? Well. That's the thing. I think it's more of like an exercise when you're first there where they're trying to get get rid of like your habits. Your extras. Yeah, yeah your extras and you're like – and doing things and kind of like they, – they want you to break out, which is a noble goal. Like they want you to break out of like doing your idea of the scene. So like – you know, so like basically, they're trying to get you just to like not think about line reading. So it's like just pursue the action, pursue the action, pursue the action, and then any sort of emotion or like you know cadence or intonation is just going to come from the, that pursuit, and it's not going to be something you pre-planned because your mouth is full of water. <laughs> yeah, exactly, the glass you drink out of. But then it's like so many people when they're first starting it are so like they're following the rules so much that it's like they're trying to get forgiveness this is very physical i'm realizing what i'm doing on a podcast (laughs) he's just holding a glass up yeah in like an intense way like it's like taking a sip to like get forgiveness is like oh Oh, wow okay he's taking a sip he's taking a sip (laughs) so people end up looking absolutely insane when they're doing the technique Uh i can't imagine like if what's an action to get forgiveness like maybe you would um, if there were a puddle, take your coat off and put your coat over the puddle for the other person. Yeah, to or walk. write a letter saying yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but it has to be. But your tools, or you don't have the coat, you don't have the puddle, you don't have the letter or the quill. You just have the words of the scene, and that is my time, and I have to go to my Airbnb. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Thank you for being here. <laughs> this was amazing. We'll get into the concept later. That's crazy. Wow. We should do an actor's podcast where we yes. just talk about different... Acting. We try to break down these different philosophies that don't don't quite matter, I guess. Yeah, or have anything to do with your show. Wait, but why were we talking about that? This it was about the iced coffee. It was about, the, coffee. It was about the prop work. Oh, prop work. Prop work, Yes. 
Yes, it's just about like actors like using props in ways that are just like so not lifelike. Right, right. Because we were talking about Zac Efron. Oh yes. Oh, actually, right. there is a connection with um, yeah, to but, our big one today. Yeah. So, well, John, can we move on to your um, little little big little one? Big one. Yes, but can I just something? say one final thing? The yeah. reason why I even talked about Neighbors Two was to like talk to your viewers about how you guys were truly my safe haven on that Aww, shoot. It was like so only nice. four days or something, but it was like. I was if I had gone back to the hotel every night alone and like s- like slept in my bed I would have been like I would have just ordered like vodka from room service and like <laughs> jerked off. <laughs> but like we you guys you. thankfully like we had dinners and yeah, like it was just was so fun. it was so nice to have you there. And it was oh, nice for thanks. us to have you there to oh, yeah. have well, a I can't friend. believe you went on for so many mon- more months after I left. Uh, it's yeah. a blur honestly. I, I was just saying to Maria that there were some weekends cuz we were both talking about how like we're both kind of semi introverted so we can spend a lot of time alone yeah. and we had <laughs> some like weekends in Atlanta when we would not contact each other once <laughs> and wouldn't see anyone or talk to anyone the yeah. entire week. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I healthy. would like go to lunch and go to see a movie and not even text you. Yeah, because we were seeing each other 12 hours yeah. every day, like sitting next to each other. Yeah. And then it was like Saturday came. It was like, no, no. we need a day off. That's yeah. fair. That's that's a healthy friendship right there. But we yeah. lived in Atlanta. I can't. We lived in Atlanta, Atlanta. for like two months. I had a, a car. I had a rental car and a and a home. Yeah. We had to rent Airbnbs. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> but I had to force my first paycheck. Like, I had to force them to give it to because I didn't have enough money to put it to <laughs> payment. I was like, okay, so this is so great that I'm working on this. Thank you. I need just, like, a little bit of a, you guys got to give me a little bit of that money right now just so yeah. I can live here. What if you had been arrested on the set for not paying your Airbnb bill? Uh, it would have been something to talk about, I guess. Well, that was fun. Though. It was a lot yeah. of fun. That was a good experience. Anyway, this is a very supportive, loving group. Thank oh, you. wow. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> what would you have any moral? What we like to do is start off asking our guests if they have any, you know, little moral quandaries. Uh, it can be something as small as, you know, should I uh, pick my daughter up from the airport? <laughs> or as big of, uh, you know, should I send my daughter to to the airport and never talk to, <laughs> and never talk to her again? <laughs> There's got to be something. I mean, there definitely is something. It's, like, so stupid to talk about. But, like, it's a friend, like, who is a very, very old, old, old best friend. Like, from the 80, beginning. How old is he? He's 82. <laughs> no, it's a woman. And we were, we were like, best friends when we were, like, 12. Okay. And, like, and we, like, you know, as, as like, very intense, intimate friendships go, we, and, and like, historic friendships, like, friends that, friends that you have for a long time, like, we had a lot of like stuff from middle school, high school and beyond that like because you're like you're friends in like the weirdest, most formative developmental time where you're like just as mentally ill as you are now, but you just don't have the tools to yeah, like yeah. you don't have the tools to deal with it or, or each other's like weird psychosis. So it's like it just was like full of like unspoken like just just a year just like stuff we've never dealt with yeah because we were too young to deal with at the time Mm -hmm. and so it it it, like we we stayed friends through college and after that and then we like 
like a couple years ago just tried to like sort of address some stuff and it turned into this like blowout fight on the street where we were like crying and screaming and then like laughing and like able to be like hi I love you you know whatever and then like yeah. <laughs> like yeah. very like deeply cathartic like where I was like just like years of pent up like anger and yeah. confusion mm. were just like, where it like didn't make really much sense at all like like there was so much stuff that was actually impossible to even address. It just was basically like releasing like the pressure valve. That's all yeah. it really was, which was valuable, but like nothing was really said. And then like, we kind of got to the end of it. And like, my friend was like, should we not be friends? <gasps> and I, f- I was like, that seems so insane to me. I was like, well, no, I was like, of course not. I was like, that seems so dramatic in the moment. I was like, yeah. no, 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 no. And like, and I was like, that's crazy. Like, look, we can maybe like, let's like cool down for a little bit. But like, we're not, we're gonna, not going to not be friends. We might need to like take a step back. But mm-hmm. like, no. And then, and this is like not even confusing. Like, mm-hmm. like, as in like, this isn't really a moral quandary. I just, I feel like I simply acted morally like not well here. Okay. Okay. But like, then she like maybe a couple nights later called me and left a message and was like, obviously there was so much we didn't say you know whatever whatever and i was like basically on vacation when she called and i like texted her i was like totally like there's you know whatever we should definitely talk about it and then i like never called her back and Mm. like and we didn't contact each other and like it was like basically i did feel like there was kind of a mutual acknowledgement that she was right that maybe like we actually should not be friends like it's Mm. for right now you know it's like it's too big of an issue we like we like scare each other too much in this weird way. It's like, we yeah. have so many, like we have so much like evidence almost like against each other mm. from the years that we've known each dangerous. other. And it's, yeah. It's very, it feels dangerous. How long ago was this where this blow up happened? This was like two years ago or something. Okay. And, and so like, where are you now with still have not spoken. And it's, it's so crazy. Cause it's like, we never, there was never a decision. Yeah. And yeah. like, and the thing is though, she did, she did actually raise the question. She actually was brave enough to say it. And then I didn't, I didn't say yes or no. I, in fact, said no. And then... In a passive but, way, let it yes, happen. Yes, and then let it naturally happen. Yeah. And, like, I feel gross about that. Now, well, there I are other ways in which should. I can... Well, yeah, but I don't think you should. Yeah. Because, and is that, I, I cut you off. What were you saying? Well, the other part of it is that, like, what's happening now, why this is like... I mean, I think about this all the time. I have dreams about it, like, literally every night. Oh, <laughs> like, my God. Oh, yeah. It's like... I'm always thinking about it and like I don't like I, I but like what's happening is like we have a couple friends who are like getting married like this year and one wedding I can't go to that's very soon and like another wedding's like in the fall and so like the one wedding that I can't go to it's like that just was like when I, there was a period of time where I thought I could go to and I was like here we go like we're gonna mm-hmm. see each other like and we need to therefore talk beforehand or it's gonna be so weird and so, like, but now I can't go to the wedding, and I'm like, well, I need to talk to her anyway. I can't just be like, I can't just only talk to her because we have to, right? You know, like, y- yeah, and she'll be at that other wedding. Yes. Yeah, so, like, so now I have a little bit more time, mm-hmm. and like, we have a little bit more time to like, even though I, I, I don't know if she's approaching this like this. If she, if she might be just like totally cool with she was on our me. podcast last week and okay. she had the exact same dilemma wow yeah this is amazing and she told it a little differently though. <laughs> i think this is a very normal thing to yeah. happen to 
friends, especially well, it almost when you're talking about it, it feels like you guys are family in a way and that yes. you're having feelings like these kind of anxious feelings surrounding this because this person's like a family member to yeah, you. Exactly. And it's, it's one thing if it's just a friend, you're okay to kind of both just let that friendship mm-hmm. die. But when yeah. you know someone so well and kind of like came of age with them, they yeah. are more like family. And that's why it feels so yucky. Yeah. yeah. But it does seem like she brought it up. So basically both of you guys were on the same page, you know, you had this blow up and then, and then she kind of said it out loud and, and you wanted to hang on to what you had and you were like, no, I don't want this to end. And she was, you know, saying, well, maybe we should. And then you showed through your actions that you did want what she wanted. Which is cowardly and feels very male. You know, it does feel very male. But she didn't get back to you either. Like, she gave you that one phone call, right? And then that was... It wasn't like she was continuing. No, I mean, that would have been maybe a different story. But I do feel like the ball was in my court, and I didn't ever... Did, like, your little people-pleaser instinct kick in or something? Well, totally. Like, meaning... That, like, when she, you were afraid to, like, say, yes, I don't want to be your friend. Yeah, totally. Like, yeah. that that's the thing is, like, you know, years, just, like, layers and layers and layers of, like, yeah. Southern people-pleasing, mm. is, you know, or, yeah, yeah it's, prevent you know, me from being able to see in the moment what's actually a, like, a calm, thoughtful decision. It's just, nope, the first thing you got to do is please. Yeah, 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 I agree. I have a little bit of that too, even though I'm from Long Beach, California. Yeah, so but it's so, but no, it's Southern Los Angeles. No, it's Southern California. <laughs> Southern Southern Californians have it's that. The global uh, South. Yeah, it's all anything below a certain line, uh, the meridian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that right? Is the meridian? Uh, we'll have to yeah Google it. Google it. <laughs> um, this happens with friendships. I think that. It friendships are like family, right? But they're also not because they also are a lot like a relationship, like a yeah. like a, a romantic relationship. Because with family, <clears throat> there is this bond that can for sure happen with other people, but it is a very um, it is what it is. You are yeah. you are family, right? And yeah. even if you grow apart, you're still family. That there's something connecting you two together. When it's a friend that you have to that you grow up with and then you start drifting apart. Right. You can say, oh, but we have all this history together, but nothing's binding you together still. You can float away in your own directions and, and you have that history together, but that in no way binds you for the rest of your life. And, and that's a lot like a relationship. You can be with someone and be so connected with them, but at a certain point you start drifting away and that's that. And you just have the times you had together and what you learned from that person. Right. Mm -hmm. So like relationships I've had, you know, I learned so much from them, but in no way do I feel any connection to them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. Did you, you know, I think you did a normal thing, which was to go like, no, we should still be friends, even if maybe you weren't feeling it. And then you did with your your actions what maybe you felt inside but i think you both were feeling the same thing and i think her reaching out wasn't necessarily like a yes let's be friends no it was like let's actually let's talk in a more thoughtful less insane explosive yeah, way. yeah. but who has the energy sometimes also it's like as you get older you have so much to worry about especially mm-hmm. if you have a, you know you mentioned your boyfriend Thank like you, you have to, like, those, <laughs> that's your life now and those are the relationships I mean, I that you have now. to <laughs> you, how many yeah, how many here, do you yeah. have now <laughs> Um, but those are like that's where your emotional energy needs to go and it's really hard to carve out the space to give that emotional energy to someone who's like not really in your present life yeah and and, but that's 
therein lies the moral dilemma in that like we're now because of just circumstance are going to be in the same space because like for a little bit but for a little bit and it's easy to weather like you could like i i've i'm like well yeah no i could just we could go to these weddings and like and like weather the tension you Mm -hmm. know and like and just deal with it and be adults which i think we're both totally capable of Mm -hmm. i we would never be like we would never like not talk to each other or like dart glances across your right. head. Fuck you. you know, I think we would like absolutely like that's the thing. It's like we'd be capable of actually having a really good time. Like I think we'd be able to like get drunk and like dance all night actually. Yeah, right. But like but I just I also think we're both too like we just know each other too. I think we'd be the kind of also fundamentally like embarrassed to like mm-hmm. show up at the same thing and not have addressed this shit. Yeah, and I'm, also, and I'm embarrassed. And I, you're having anxiety about it. So why not just rip the Band-Aid off, like yes. have a really like short, like like nice convo with her and then leave it. It will end at that kind of nice surface level and let it stay there forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, think, if you like, just I, let it stay there. You just need to know going into it, what, uh, like whether you write her an email, being like, "Hey, like this is how I'm feeling," or "Hey, let's get on the phone and chat." You need to know going into it what you want mm-hmm. out of her relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's not wishy washy. It's not like, "Oh, I'm you know having you know we're having fun at this wedding," and then you know you start feeling the same way again a month later when you realize that she's not still part of your life. That right, she right. is kind of on this. Uh, another plane of you know it's more history you the what you're feeling toward her is more of your history not right. that you need her in your life right now right now yeah so just going into it with that knowing what you want in mind and her being aware of that and her telling you what she has in mind i mean i think it's when it's that i mean the, these friendships are big things yeah the, and they've, they've all they're especially for me yeah uh. <laughs> no 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 i know you've been yeah I think everyone knows that about me. You're I the think. friend yeah. guy. <laughs> You're the friend guy. And I've kind of built my whole persona <laughs> as an entertainer on that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> no, but yeah, it's it's. It, it, I've like I've basically also like never had a real like proper romantic relationship until right now. Oh wow! You know, so like That's I have. I, I think what's filled that space. And not, and I really don't prioritize one over the other, and which is I think a great gift of not being in relationships for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that my friendships were v- just as important to me, if not mm-hmm. well, they were. They were more important to me than like romantic pursuits and like. But then they also took on a level of intimacy that is kind of is totally great. I I feel like I've learned I learned everything about intimacy not through my family, not through boys. I learned it through my friendships with women, really. Mm-hmm. You know, and like. But there are no guidelines with friendships. Like there, like right. there are such clear guidelines of like what family means. Like the fa- the family thing is like it's eternal. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you make it work or you don't. You know, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. it's so absolute. And then with like romance, it's like there's so many like there's so much kind of a, there's a huge cultural understanding of how you end a relationship. Like how you, I mean, people never behave in the correct way, obviously, but like there is like a code mm-hmm. of like how you're supposed to get in and out of relationships and like what yeah. the kind of, you know, but like friendships, I just are so murky because there's so many different levels of friendship and like, it's yeah, you're totally right. That's really interesting. We, we, Maria and I haven't, 
we've had one experience where we had to like break up with a friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the only time I've ever dealt with it. It was really like hurt that. for me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now we're fine. But you took, I love yeah, this you took it really well. <laughs> <laughs> it um, is hard, but I've actually been seeing some articles about like how to deal with toxic friendships, like yeah. that kind of popping up on yeah. different websites I read. Yeah. My friendship blogs <laughs> I follow. It's yeah. it's what my whole thing is it's I hate change. I hate I hate change yes. more than anything. But Miley Cyrus said recently, um, "Girl, uh, let yourself change." I remember <laughs> when she said that. <laughs> We're so inspiring. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, what is that song? No one stays the same. Oh, oh, it's a really good song. I love her. Oh, yeah, I, de- I do. Yes, yeah. genuinely. Okay. No, no, no. It's. I know listeners are going. Oh, you're oh, being ironic. No, no, no. Like, and the music video is good. The music too. video. It's called yeah. Younger. Younger now. Yeah. But anything. But anything. Any- <laughs> but any- we've had some java here at team what's the podcast called uh, the big, big ones, ones. Big team big ones team big ones um, that's an interesting dilemma john and thanks for sharing wait, it with finished. us i wasn't finished <laughs> you got your quote out no what i was gonna say is you hate change i hate change more oh, than yes. anything but Life takes you, pushes and pulls you in all different ways, and you cannot hold on to things that don't that that as you grow old older, there are things in your life that just sort of slip away, whether mm-hmm. you want to or not. And it's not because anyone did anything wrong. It's because people just become different people, and you have to appreciate that for that part in your time in your life, this person was a huge part of your life, yeah, and that you are a huge part of her life, and you grew and you are who you are because of her. But that in no way means that going forward that that you have any obligation to be part of their life or yeah. them to be part of your life, because if it just isn't easy, it's friendships are hard for sure. But yeah. if but if if you aren't in turn, like if you inside yourself know I'm not willing to work for this, that's fine because you've got new things that you are willing to work for. Search party. <laughs> yes, yes, you got a TBS show that takes time. Yeah, and no, she's you not guys are into, right. And yeah. if she's not into that, she has been replaced. <laughs> yeah, by the TBS show. Uh, I don't even know if she's fucking watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she is. She's she's watching it and she's throwing bananas at the TV is what she's doing. Um no, but you just have to be aware of that. Everything gives room to to other things. So you yes, just yes. just be aware of that. And maybe she is still part of your life and you do need her, but it sounds like maybe not and maybe that's okay. And there might be, yeah, there might be a version of us being involved in each other's lives that we have that is actually maybe balanced and and, yeah. and good for us and we live in different, you know, cities now which obviously i think relieves tension and could maybe lead to something a little more interesting kind of communication that's yeah. like good for us but i think this is very helpful advice and yeah i have you to go be pen but- pals. you know you could be pen pals you could write each other letters that's yes. always a nice thing See, I, to- I like that idea me and lot. my friend nila when she still lived in new york and i i was out here we write each other letters just to keep in touch and she just write me a really nice letter about what was going on in her life she'd send it to me with like some pictures in there it was yeah. a, like a snail mail letter and i do the same thing and it was a cool thing to just look forward to yeah get it in the mail and it's a way to keep up with someone where it's not like oh i have to text whatever i have to call i'd say do that try that out yeah i i, I that is actually my that was my impulse before you ever said anything oh really and, uh, yes you never you didn't i'm in control i'm in control um yeah that all reminds me of this song um, by Miley Cyrus, where she's like, oh, no, not <laughs> again. Nothing stays 
stays the same. Should I try and play it? Yes, yes. Please play it and then we can. And while you play it, can I be? Yes, yes. But then can I also take my mic to the bathroom so that. (laughs) No, you're mic'd. We mic'd. I'll pull it up if you want to go out and use it. There's a. You you know, you saw where the bathroom was. Oh no, John! (laughs) John! Um, no, change, as Miley said, is a thing you can count on. People, it's, change is scary, but you know what? Uh, you gotta open uh, your arms to it. Can you, do you, are you getting it up? Because I, yeah. th- I think that'll be really nice. Oh, yeah. It you, starts with some rain. And some frogs. I think they recorded it, just a little backstory. I think they recorded it, like, at her Malibu house outside while it was raining. Seriously? I think so, yeah. It's very bare bones. Feels like I just woke up. <laughs> Maria, you're freaking me out with your good advice today. You think really? Like all of this time, I've been. <laughs> Even though it's not who I am. <laughs> I'm not afraid of who I used to be. I'm gonna stop it now. Wait, just wait. Oh. <laughs> I love the technology you guys have here. <laughs> they have these like three very expensive microphones, a like gorgeous Apple desktop computer, and then you're waiting for Miley Cyrus. I know. If they want it, they can hear it on their own. Yeah, time. look it up. You're, I hope you cut that anyway. Uh, no, I, I'm keeping that in. Okay, so I think it's funny. time to get to our big, big one. I mm-hmm. have to say, I'm having so much fun. <laughs> okay. And I hope that you release this in full. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'll be pretty in full, for sure. Um, now, John, going into this little. This John big is one, sending a text. Oh, sorry. He's a text to himself. And your problem with that is <laughs> I'm asking my friend if she wants to go to <laughs> the same friend. Oh, um, wow. Uh, wow. Oh, we're totally fine. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> friend if we're gonna go furniture shopping okay just going in this was a list this was sent in by a listener who also sent in the monkey problem the, the chimpanzee so this is popular <clears throat> well he's a the, w- we one have one listener one, <laughs> one listener is sending in uh gemstones yeah nathan e moore is um He's our new favorite listener. Ooh, yeah. We love you, Nathan. We love you, Nathan. <laughs> okay. Nathan, we love you so Okay. Much. Is everyone ready? I'm yes. so scared. Okay. It's 1850 and you are terribly deformed. You live in a small town and work for a local inn doing household chores in return for room and board. People in the town don't necessarily mistreat you, but they do not embrace you. You have limited personal interactions and spend almost all your free time up in the attic watching the world go by without you. A man like P.T. Barnum comes to town from the big city. While others see a monster, he sees a great opportunity. He he invites you to join his traveling freak show. You will not be dancing or singing. Your only job will be to be looked at as an oddity. You will work less, earn more money, and get to travel. But you have to sign a lifetime contract and will lose your anonymity. Do you join the freak show? Okay, you will travel... You 
we'll make money and yeah. what else you'll lose your anonymity okay, okay. yeah i mean positive. but you have yeah you travel you get to make your own money yeah. you know you'll see more of the world than you ever would staying in your small town maybe make some more connections with the other people on tour with you i'd assume yes. possibly yeah. the well, elephant. but you sign away your freedom let's before we get into it let's just create the world a little bit okay, okay. i have gout oh, <laughs> so do you want to be our um yeah, you the can- guy in the tower Yes. Yeah, oh, we'll be because we'll oh. play different. We'll just we'll we like to create the world. Sometimes we'll do a little improv surrounding. Okay. <laughs> so, what's your name? What's your name as this deformed figure? Barry. Okay, Barry. Barry. Yeah. Barry. Very Barry. Yeah, very yeah. Barry. Okay, so you grew, so you're an orphan. Your your mother um saw got one look at you and went nope and gave you to the orphanage. And so you've been working at this inn since you were a baby. Yeah. Yeah. You know, being doing Cinderella type chores, you know. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. friends with aunt, you're friends with the mice. Is my mother the She's there? I think no, <laughs> no your no, mother's no. dead. Orphanage is what you yeah, said. she yeah. sent you she sent you away and then but she was hit by a car immediately after she Oof, put so you no karma, back. karma. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think Literally, no, no family, no friends. In our car? Sorry. In 1850, <laughs> a buggy, a horse and carriage. Yeah, it was a carriage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you, you work in this inn, you know, you work probably a 12 hour day, you know, maybe even more. Cooking. I mean, maybe you have to be on call. So you, right. you're, you're in your little attic, uh, room yeah. and you've got your little bed and your little window that looks oh. out over the city. Um, maybe sometimes you even sneak out on the roof and you write, write down some of your thoughts. Yeah. You're friends with the gargoyles. Yeah. 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 But then this man comes to town and what should we call him? Um, Stuart. Well, is it just P.T. Barnum? No. No, we should name him something because else. Because that's already been reasons. tapped yeah, for yeah. Showman or whatever. P.P. Barnum. <laughs> showman Showtime. Barnum. I love P.P. Barnum. P.P. Barnum. Peppy. Peppy. He's French, maybe. Oh, yeah. Peppy. Pepe. Pepe. Okay. Pepe. Oh, Pepe. He's French. Yeah. So, Pepe LaRouge. Yeah. Which is kind of a cool name. He's maybe staying at the inn. Okay. Oh yeah, and, and like, he hmm. he catches a glimpse of you. Yeah, he goes, come here, boy. Yeah, yeah. come. What's that? Huh? What? Yes, he's he's yeah. having his his brandy by himself in the corner, thinking how how the show has gotten stale. His show has gotten so stale. Yeah, yes. And he go and he's sitting there because it's all. I think at this point his show is like. It's women wearing mermaid tails. Like, it's mm. all kind of manufactured. Yes, show. And nothing now he's real. Like, and through through um, Barry, he realizes, oh, I can actually find yeah. like authentically deformed people yeah. and exploit the hell yeah. out of them. So he sees you in the corner and you're in the shadows. Yes, yes. And he goes, you, who, who's there? Because he's not a people person, right? Who Who's yeah. there? And <laughs> and you come out and you're... Wait, wait, but can you say, come here, boy? Oh, yeah. Come here, boy. I am not a boy. If not a boy, what are you? I am 36, but have the features of a child. <laughs> Come here in the light. Let me see you. No, I don't like to be seen. And this is where it gets offensive, but I do think that... <laughs> this is correct. This is correct. This is correct. We're, we're leaning into the is... tropes of a movie. Yeah. Yeah, but that's yeah, what... That's isn't okay. life? Art imitates life. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, my God. What are you? Human. The same desires and dreams as you. Just without the resources. Okay. 
I didn't know where to go with that okay. because it really moved me. So, <laughs> I know it was that was beautiful. it was shocking. But <laughs> I think you. maybe he touches you, like he touches yes. your face. Yes. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. I touch Pe- Pepe Larouche. Pepe touches Pepe Larouche touches so Pepe. So there's an accent. Pepe. Sorry, <laughs> I struggle with. Um, uh, words. Yeah, words. <laughs> What's your character's name again? Bar- Barry. 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 Okay, yeah. Definitely. Short, short for Barnaby. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm Mrs. Scrimshaw, the <laughs> owner of the the owner of the inn. <laughs> Barry, these blood stains aren't going to get themselves out. Be down in a moment, ma'am. She thinks I'm British. <laughs> <laughs> You're good, aren't you? You're good at shocking people, aren't you? I, I don't know what you mean. You know what I mean. Tell me, tell me, boy, where do you live? Do you live in these walls? I live in the attic. In the attic is no place for a man, a man like you. But this is all I know. What if I could show you more? In what way? <laughs> Not like that. Oh, okay, no, I'm fine. I didn't, I wasn't what suggesting. if I could show you the world? How? I'm sorry, is this boy bothering you? Get back to your attic. Excuse me, ma'am. What if I were to take this boy off your hands just for a little bit, just to try out some things? You can have him. <laughs> I have a show. It's it's a it's a it's a it's an entertainment show. It's for people to come and watch. We have all sorts of things. We've got animals, we've got acrobats. Why we even have a, a little sideshow where people can come and look at the wonders of the world. Well, I can't dance. I can't sing. What, you wouldn't have what, to, my boy. What do you mean? You just have to be. God has given now, you... Now, a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Mrs. Grimshaw? Whatever you give him, I get 10%. Well, you just said I could have him for but, free. But that's before I knew the whole deal. Oh. oh. Quiet down. <laughs> I'll go. You will? Yes. You're going to go? Oh, Miss Scrimshaw, oh. what a lovely... Yeah, podcast over. I'm going to go. Wow, oh, yeah. Go? No, I actually find this to be... I, I, I think we can have a very generative conversation about uh-huh. this because yeah. we can also apply this to modern times yeah. really beautifully. Definitely. But I do think the choice at this time period is kind of a no-brainer. That you okay, would go. So we that should, you would go. Yeah. Okay, so should we make it 2007? No, no. Well, I think we should talk about the pros and cons of going. I think okay. also at the base Even though of I don't it, think we're going to be truly wrestling with the decision. I totally see how at that time with such limited options and like people with, you know, any sort of disability or like physical like um, variants, like they were seriously just like put out on the street. Like you couldn't really find work, like you weren't respected, you know, mm-hmm. you didn't have medical care provided. So I do think in this situation, like... That's probably the better option to go. Although, who knows how he'll really be treated at the freak show? Right. Uh, Pepe seems cool, but I guess like the beneath all. I I don't know. I'm just objectively. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, he seems okay. the The moral quandary is like even back then. Like, is that kind of exploitation okay? Like, right, right. Well, this is why I think it could be really interesting to talk about now because it's so much more. It's so much less. like, obviously, if that were happening now, and of course, there are ways in which that does happen as bluntly now, but, like, there is a more, like, subtle, in, more. it's not more insidious, it's just more, like... Are you, t- you mean under- kind of with, like, what, like, some diversity 
like testing and like not like that's that's great but people using that to like bring in like that well that's that's one step farther which is really interesting we should talk about that but like i just more mean like you do it is like something i'm obsessed with it's a concept that i'm obsessed with of like it's not a concept it's just something that happens (laughs) in the the world but like dancing with the devil like you do sometimes especially when you're in like some sort of marginalized group like your only way out is like through making these moral compromises and to play into a stereotype in order to get to a place where then hopefully maybe you could have more opportunity yes and then what happens as a result is that there becomes this like righteous on the other side like the people who don't who aren't faced with that dilemma that moral Mm -hmm. dilemma that big one that's good um thank you um there becomes this like kind of righteous thing on the other side where you're where like that I, that I find to be so despicable where like people when people have judgments about like okay I'll just get more specific like in my life yeah <laughs> again I'm a very extremely privileged white gay man um but I have had like little skirmishes with like casting of like gay roles you know mm-hmm. like where this is kind of an issue where like or in in creating gay characters and stuff where people like where people say to me like see I like that you don't play into like stereotypes Mm. that you like (laughs) and they see that as a compliment and i see that as like a failure of my work right (laughs) you know because they're like they're like i like that you're not like flamboyant as if like being flamboyant is like selling out or something right right yeah and it's like and like or like as if playing into Mm. archetypes and stereotypes is just inherently bad when it's actually like there is such a long history of having to like you you have no choice you're Barry you have to like in order to make any sort of money have any sort of agency in this life you have to go out in front of people night after night and be like super queeny you know right yeah. right and like right. and be like I'm a faggot like throw tomatoes at me you know like, and then right. now suddenly people looking at that and being like oh he's part of the problem when he was put in this position yes. to have to yes do i've that. seen that there was something on twitter last week about tiffany haddish <gasps> where they were saying like, no I, just met oh just, is she yeah. is she She's, wonderful no so funny <laughs> but she i guess now casting people are going like tiffany like do it like uh tiffany haddish like to black we women tiffany haddish and yes. black women are going like that's her like that's yeah, her yeah. that's her personality yes. and and so when you're saying when you're asking black women to come in for these roles and going like do it like that right. black woman it's right. like there's no room for people to just have personality when it comes no. to uh certain diversities even with women casting i feel and you know i think it goes across the board though i think people love archetypes and they yes, love to put okay and it is okay that's for sure yes um but and it's like, not yeah. it's about not confusing archetypes with personality does that make sense it does make sense Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's just such an interesting question of like what 
like the good in stereotypes and the good in archetypes mm-hmm. like and and what is like cult like like some like like art like and then archetypes become or stereotypes and archetypes whatever become like re appropriated by that culture like mm-hmm. like negative stereotypes rather that are seen as culturally negative like become like that you can reown yeah you reclaim yeah. and then like and that becomes a part of like a cultural identity and like and but yeah and then but then you still have people on the outside who just like have a kind of a steadfast like stereotypes equal bad you know yeah 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 i guess it's 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 interesting because thinking about like my 2018 perspective, what mm. I would say to um, Barry, Barry yeah. is that don't go start your own freak show. Yes, yes. you know, like yeah, do like do yeah, you you do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. generate your own content. Like yes. like you should not like let Barry, this privilege goes around telling all these deformed people to create their own content. <laughs> but that's what I would say back then. Like, don't let this guy be your boss. Like, there's yeah. an opportunity here, For and you, you to have control over the way you're presented. Yeah. So you, I mean, but I don't think that may have been in the cards for Barry. Barry. You don't think Miss Scrimshaw might have put a little seed in his ear that said maybe you should go do it right. no miss scrimshaw wants to start one <laughs> she <laughs> she says, wants keep him at the end come to my inn you know yeah, yeah and yeah. see this guy i got working here suddenly yeah. but i think back then you know today that's what i would say is like it's it would be like i do think well back then people we didn't it wasn't like global the world wasn't so connected globally that than it, as it is now right. and so people would go to like the world's fair to see the pygmies and right. to see you know all like the indians and all these yeah. different types of people and they those people were being exploited but people literally have had no never idea. no way fantasy. to see these people yeah. Yeah. um yeah. and that same thing with like a bearded lady or you know a, a man with elephantitis or you know i paid once to see a very large <laughs> clydesdale of course <laughs> I pay to see a big zucchini too. <laughs> what? You've never gone to a fair and paid to see a Not big a horse? Big zucchini. <laughs> I also, you paid. And by the way, was it amazing? It was a very large horse. Yeah, yeah it was huge. You paid two dollars. They and just you go put a in... mini horse next to it, so you <laughs> thought that was the regular oh. sized one. <laughs> but you go into this big, like dark tent Ooh. and the horse is in there yeah. and that's how they would have displayed Barry as well I think and the yeah. zucchini where did you <laughs> see that the zucchini was just out on a display yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I did I think I gave a donation <laughs> to the zucchini you tucked it in the zucchini's pocket did they wax it like did they basically I'm sure they didn't what was so cool about it is that you, you wouldn't see the same one the next year yeah that is cool and I've Amanda the, played yeah. a pinhead um, oh, God. in a uh, production of The Elephant Man. I auditioned to be the beautiful actress, but the role I was cast in was the pinhead. <laughs> she had to wear stockings over her head and go. <laughs> it was a horrible. And I, I what good. production? The, ele- s- the Elephant Man. Yes, it was at, yeah, uh, at, uh, Loyal Loyal at in college. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I had to sing. I had to. There was one point when. Um, so basically, sometimes we didn't have our stockings on our heads, and we were playing other small roles. So I would wear makeup because like you know i was just had my face exposed and i was in a theater and so then when in the pinhead scene when we were getting beaten i you know actually got some tears going but then it caused my mascara to run all over my stocking so the director told me i couldn't wear makeup for the whole production no but then you never cried again (laughs) no i couldn't couldn't get there um 
But yeah, there, but there is something, and we're all as performers and actors, like we're all exploiting ourselves and constantly, and constantly. But yeah, so anyway, I there is an element of it that it obviously seems morally wrong to exploit people like that. Yes, I wonder. Yes, but I, we're talking about Barry's decision, not that's about the thing. Yeah. Larouge, yeah. Yeah. Larouge, Pepe, Pepe Larouge. Um, I wonder though because okay, so if Barry, let's say Barry did want to travel you know that was his dream in life was to travel and he loved people and he loved being around people and this is an opportunity for him to travel and be around people no matter you know like i mean it's kind of amazing like because people in his town who aren't deformed also probably could never travel the world so it's giving this opportunity it's also you know giving people a perspective on him where like they 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 can look at him and see him and i'm not saying like a sideshow is the way to look at a person but but he can be like i am real like he can expose himself to the world because like being just up in the attic with mrs scrimshaw yeah right like yeah yeah, i mean i i just and i by the way only can speak from uh like speak on this from having played him 30 20 minutes ago yeah yeah i just learned yeah. a lot what was that what, what what was he feeling during that was he excited, excited that, nervous yeah it's a good question <laughs> <laughs> i think uh there was like kind of a somber excitement like meaning i think he was he, wary i knew yes that like this was problematic yeah and like i don't think he trusts paper Pepe? Pepe. God. But I, I'm sorry. Pepe. But I think, I know, and I was so tough on you earlier. Uh, I know. God. It comes back around. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I think he, he trusted Pepe. I mean, he did not trust Pepe. Right. And, and felt like, okay, I'm certainly potential. This is like, this isn't just sheer like, oh, I have yeah. a ticket out yeah, of this yeah, town. Yeah. He knew he could feel that it was dark, but and he was also excited. put yourself out there that way. And after you've hidden for so long to not know how people are going to react to you, because you've probably mm-hmm. been told, like, it's not safe for you out there. People right. aren't going to understand you. And now to switch that and make it be like, no, people are paying to see you. Right. Like, it's, it's kind of interesting because it's like almost like sex work. Like, yeah. in a way, you can look at it and being like, no, this is empowering yeah. the women. Yeah. Or you can look at it from the other side and say, no, it's exploiting them. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's sometimes doing both. Right, right, yeah. totally. Yeah, and it's, it's yeah, it's interesting. It's, I'm, I'm a big re- believer of if these, if, if, the deformities of people or the handicaps of people were more um weren't so if we as a culture were more able to look at someone that we like right now you know someone walks by and they have some deformity you immediately look away because you go i don't want to look because then they'll think i'm looking at them and then and so you immediately cut yourself off from ever having any communication with that person whatsoever where if it was more of like uh, as a culture you know we were able to look at each other and just mm-hmm. be like oh i like and to, wait, wait, and, and to acknowledge yeah, yeah, yeah. well i don't know okay Hi, so, I, oh, I yeah. see that yes. <laughs> and I, and, i'm fine and yeah. i'm fine no yeah, just yeah. just where it was an open conversation where right. it wasn't that the person looking at the deformed person didn't feel shamed for looking yes. and the person that was deformed didn't feel shamed for being deformed. Yeah. That it could be like if I 
of course, if I saw someone that looked so different from me that it, it it's it's shocking. But the more I look at that person, the less shocking it is. And the more I see them as a person and because I come to know them, I don't think there's any room for that whatsoever the way we are now. No. Because you put you do not it is it is told to you do not look at don't make that person feel uncomfortable by looking at them right we're like if my kid was uh, around someone who looked like them i'd be like go up to them go talk to them and go just get to know them don't you know i don't know it's just weird i just i want i would love for it to be more open that we just are able to acknowledge what's going on yes outwardly with us well it's also just like i i this is there's a lot here. Yeah, yeah it's a lot to but unpack. The, the whole the homeless thing, like panhandlers begging, like mm-hmm. the I find it so crazy that like it is just like culturally decided upon that you ignore, and that you just and and not even you, it's more than ignore. You're actually taught to have kind of like a disdain. You're supposed yeah. to like yeah. kind of look down upon. Like, no, sir. <laughs> you know, there's like yeah. such judgment in the way people. I mean, you see it obviously. Having lived in New York for 10 years, you see it on the subway every single day, like someone coming through asking for money and people are like, it, there's, there are literally signs on the subway that say, don't is engage that a, with... Is that a defense mechanism, though, that you put up? Because, you know, when it is happening every day right, and it, you are being asked, someone is saying, I need this from you. Yes. And you can't give it to them for right. the most part. And so it is very much a, no, I'm going to put up this wall and it's just not even going to be there. Do exactly. you know what I mean? And they, well, yeah, because like there is, it's such a, it's a tough balance being a human being because you do have to like, you do have to you can't take in all the suffering of the world every Mm day and you're, and that's not good for a person. It's not productive. Just acknowledging and taking it in and fully engaging with it every single day is not, it's not possible. You wouldn't be able to do anything else. Yes. So like there is value to like learning how to, well, this is like, I feel like what we're getting at here, the larger thing. Oh, Oh, the plane sound. Oh, yes, yes, thank you. Yeah. yeah. I just thought, yeah. Leaf blower? Yeah. Maybe it's flying. I mean, maybe this is turning, this is changing the direction of this, but I I do feel like something that it makes me think of is like, it will, it is just like, here is the ultimate big one. It's just like morality in general. Is (laughs) it important? Because like, Mm -hmm. I think like, what would. Barry gain in 1850 by making the culturally decided upon like morally sound decision which would be to like be like no you're exploiting me right. i'm going to stay here it's like what do you, what does he actually gain just a sense of like pride for like 5 minutes and then pepe pepe's gone and he's like yeah Oops. and then he lives his life alone feeling the same shame he would feel you know being looked at like it's you know it's yeah i it's all about what Barry wants, no matter if it's for the better or for for better or for worse, yeah, it's what he wants personally. And also, I mean, there in the dilemma, it is a lifetime contract, um, which I don't. Miss Scrimshaw could that, look Nathan. could look at that for him because I know she practiced law for a couple yeah, years. Yeah, well, I could tell just from your dialogue. <laughs> yes, there was a legal background, but it is. It's hard to say because you know, obviously coming from the future you're looking at that of like oh no that wouldn't be okay today like that's horrible and with any sort of exploitation there it's like oh no 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 that's bad but then in the moment and in that 
time, there was also like a tiny seed of opportunity for the people being exploited. So it takes, it's obviously there's a power dynamic there, but it's, it's still movement in some direction. But it's just as the person do like Miss um, Pepe is, yes, is in the wrong, (laughs) I think. Yes. No, Pepe is in the wrong. I, I think that's clear. He yeah. is. But, but I do think, like, I just don't if think he treats him life well, is black and white. I just think... If Pepe treats him well, if Pepe gives him... A living wage. A living yeah. wage. He, he gives him a, a nice place. physically to, abuse him? He does not physically abuse him. Food, you know... But he, then, I don't know. So then it gets, like, is gawking innately bad? Like, is people's nature, they I don't want think to it look. is. I don't think it is. That's my whole thing, is I don't think it is as long as... The gawking doesn't. It, it's okay to want to look at something to learn and to go. What yes, is this yes. thing I can't understand? The moment you turn your head and go, I don't even want to look at it. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah. Then you're cutting yourself off from ever knowing. And as a person, and as being a deformed person, you're going. Then pe- people don't want to look at you because. Right. right. So it's just. Well, how this about those reality slope? shows like My Eight Hundred Pound Life? I mean, that's right. the, that's the, the modern day thing. freak it's, show. Yeah. All those TLC shows. And like, and it gives them money. It gives them a platform. It gives them like a, a sense of like. I mean, people like to be on camera and on TV because it gives them a sense of like, oh, I matter. There I am. Like yeah. I matter, and I'm, I've been like memorialized on screen, and like you know, yeah, it gives them a yeah sense. And of it purpose. spreads awareness, you know, and people feel seen. But it is totally but they're absolutely worse. So it's such I don't. And people I'm really watch torn it with that it. kind of energy. People. Yeah. Are, it's also how it's done. You know, like if it's an ex- if it's a I've never seen any of those shows, but if it's done in an exploitative 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 way, but if it's done in a way that's very true to the circumstance. I doubt it is the yeah. TLC show. I'm sure is well, edited there's for drama. One and everything. thing, if it's a documentary, it's mm-hmm. another thing. If it's like a television show that's making someone a whole bunch of money, and right. I doubt it's that 800 pound guy seeing most of that money. Right, right, of course. It's some, you know, 175 exec, you know, living the 175. He weighs 175 pounds. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a 175 year old exec. You know. <laughs> That's yeah. where the he was the alive during is. the during uh, Pepe La Rouge. <laughs> That's Pepe La Rouge. It's Pepe, it's a modern day Pepe. Oh no, no, it is Pepe. <laughs> no, it is. <laughs> well, but that I do think it all just comes down to money. Like that's it where I feel like does. you and and this is okay. When I used to host a show in New York, like it was, I always wanted to have. Ha- I wanted to. I wanted it to always feel like more than a comedy show, so I would get like drag queens and stuff, and like. Because it wasn't like a drag venue, it wasn't billed as a drag show, and a lot of people were coming to the show because I was hosting it and they saw me as a comedian, so they were used to seeing me more just like a pure comedy context. It was a lot of people who like had not encountered a lot of drag. And like, what would happen was there were always a few people in the audience who were regulars at like drag, gay bars, drag places performances and so when a drag queen would get up on stage those people would just know to stand up and throw cash at them and like and walk up to stage throw cash and i and i always had this experience with like i mean even i had an experience where i was like early on where i was like oh my god like is that that's 
that feels wrong. Like degrading or yeah, something. Yeah, it's degrading. And then and then like I was quickly corrected by like drag queens. They were like they were like, fuck, I wish I got paid for the show. You know, like like yeah. no one got paid to do the show ever. No oh, one ever gets God. paid for comedy shows. You know, so they were like, yeah. they were like I want people to throw I want the fucking money. Like they yeah. were they were so like drag queens, I was always so I always really admired the way they were so like crystal clear about like money and getting paid and like they they don't like and when I would ask drag queens to the show they'd be like okay I'm only doing it because I have another show that night like I'm not gonna get into f- I'm not gonna spend hours doing yeah. very complicated makeup like to not get paid right you know right. and like they had such a, a, a business savvy and were so kind of unsentimental about like they weren't they they didn't find that degrading at all and so then i would start like encouraging it like i would always go up and like be very dramatic about how i presented the money like during their numbers and stuff and they would interact and it was always very fun but i just remember like through the end of that show i would there would always be some people like that made me so uncomfortable when they threw the money at the drag queen i was like no 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 they're almost trying to be too reverent like exactly but it's not exploiting let them perform yeah the power is with the person exploiting themselves it's very different from the money like if you were getting paid and you had these like you know poor drag queens well that's the barry dilemma here because barry it's barry's choice if barry wants to do it then who's in the wrong no i you know certainly not barry yeah certainly not barry but was i wrong to pay money to see that big squash (laughs) (laughs) you were wrong you were wrong there was no way that should have cost you anything was there another question under it, Amanda? Oh, the, the... The, the part B of the question is just what is it wrong for, you know, the guy, um, Pepe, to, Pepe. Be, <laughs> to be exploiting people? We've already kind of covered that. Yeah. And what if Barry had sought this opportunity out for himself? And I really think John was right when he said it comes down to who's profiting. Yes. Truly, it does. Yes. So I do believe. How does it break down money wise? Yes. I think it's all about the cash, really. Yeah, truly. Yeah. I, I he agree. can always run away too. Like Barry can, he can go. Save some money. He can save some money, and then maybe there's like a girl, like uh, one of the baton twirler girls that he becomes friends with on the thing, Ooh, and they she's, fall in love. Yeah, and she goes, you know, I'm gonna run away once I get enough money, and then oh, they're both gonna die. That's how this ends. <laughs> they both. Oh no! No, she's not a baton. No, they get <laughs> they get involved in something bad because. Her well, she's got ex boyfriend. Yeah, the they stole money no from him, and now yeah. he's, he's the mom. No they're after them. good. If I that guy's a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. They're they're after them for sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're with this guy now. This sod <laughs> show. For, don't talk about him like that. He's <laughs> boom, the, boom boom boom. Yeah. Oh, you guys got to read up on Lobster Boy. <laughs> I saw the oh Eastern Hollywood God, story Lobster on Lobster Boy. Boy. Did you, do you know about this? I well, I remember seeing him on like National Enquirer covers. How could he shoot a gun with those claws? <laughs> Wait, but what's going on with? Remember they made a musical out of Lobster Boy? No, that was Bat Boy. I thought. I'm sorry, you're right. Which Bat Boy, Bat Boy is a fictitious person? But Lobster Boy is real. Oh yes, there's yeah. an Eastern Hollywood story on Lobster Boy. Look it up, guys. I don't know enough about it to give you the. But he did have claws. Slowdown. Yeah. Wow. So um, did his father. Which is all interesting. I don't I think, think we should not talk about these things. It's just all this stuff is so in the differences in in deformities are so interesting. Yeah. I don't know if we're meant to call them deformities anymore. I know, but they're probably but they're not. but why not? Well, I think there's probably now names for these. things. That's less like negative. Yeah. Like like deformity implies like you are 
like that is abnormal yeah you're yeah. abnormalities and that there is a norm that is correct right i just don't know i mean someone maybe will write in so should we go around and just say if we were buried what we do and then what we think the right thing to do is yeah let's yeah. Go give our final thoughts i'll go first because okay. i'm joining that freak show yes <laughs> and i'm making the yes. most of it and you know what cut to five years later i'm running my own Hell yeah. Wow. You're, you're, and do you turn it into a Pepe type where you go to places and yeah. you kind of. I'm checking out all the ends. Mm-hmm. Let me see your attic. The room in the attic. What's that like? And then you go up. Oh, no, no, no. That's occupied. <laughs> I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah, that's my choice. I'm loving the way you guys slip into the fiction. Oh, yes. It's Always that's slipping, slipping that's into the fiction. Yeah. Um, and do you think that that's, do, do you think that that's the right thing to do or do you think do you think Barry's your version of Barry is going to be better off by doing that I I don't know because life is a wild adventure and who could ever know but I I think so I think take the chance I think put yourself out there take the chance yeah I I agree that I would I would get out of the circumstance I'm in Mm -hmm. because it's not like he has a loving family he doesn't have he has nothing to lose by going he's already locked up in this attic he's already being shunned by everyone of course people are going to come in and they're going to make him feel shitty at this sideshow but he's also he's going to be gaining a lot more yes while having that and he can learn how to protect himself in those moments emotionally like how to just like play into it and kind of cut himself off a little bit i think the biggest thing that you guys are both touching on that is so important for that is why as Barry, I would absolutely, and I, of course, remind you, I played Barry. When no, we no, no, we know, yeah. we know, yes. we know. Yes. Yes. Uh, well, audio, the audience is aware. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just think that he, I would absolutely leave and go um, to this the freak show. Um, Pepe LaRouche. Because of community. Good. Yeah. Because of community. Because yeah. it's like at the end of the day, like that is the most important thing is other people. Like, yeah. I just do feel like. It is so unhealthy just to be alone, mm-hmm. you know, yes. and like he would just be alone and like who cares about the circumstance if he's going to be with people who have dealt with similar like, you know, yeah. crazy things in their life like that. Like it, it would be so nice to have that sense of community. Yeah, that's right. I it, totally would be, it would be agree. huge yes. to go from no one to a whole crew. Yeah, I know. Just think of the adventure. Honestly, this sounds fun. I, <laughs> I think this sounds nice. Them all the in that. Fun. Start I, working on your garden. My garden for your big zucchini. Oh no! I'm well, not... no one else is bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yes. Yeah, so we think that we no. went. Well, we think a lot of things. That was quite. It's you know exploitation is hard, and part of me wonders is exploitation a step on the path toward acceptance? Like well, is that yeah. how we? Like, that's what I think. Like the only way to to let marginalized people be seen is like they actually have to work within the system because mm-hmm. they're un- until people at the fucking top are the the previously exploited people or the previously marginalized people yeah. or the currently marginalized people yeah until those exe- they are the executives exactly. who are putting who then then all you can do is just work within the system until it's, you have a little more creative agency and, and can, leverage and connect it's yeah. opening people's it. minds even for better or for worse, it's opening people's minds, even if it's badly it badly exploitative. Yeah. It's opening them to see something they wouldn't have otherwise seen in a more readily available space. So this 800-pound guy 
uh, show on TLC or whatever, it's like, you know, I'll look at someone that large and I'll go, you know, my reaction will be like, oh my God, like, yeah. like disgust. Now, if I watch a show that's tr- being made for money and for a certain kind of drama or whatever, that's the bad part. But now I'm getting to know him as a person, right? And so now I'm getting to see the humanity behind him. Yes. So there's a balance. It's yeah. a bad, it's a terrible step, but maybe forward. Maybe. Yeah. It, yeah. Maybe. It's visibility is the first step and it is important no matter yeah. the cost. Yeah, so Barry, step out from those shadows. Come on, Barry. Let's see you, baby. <laughs> let's see him. <laughs> wow. Okay, All right. let's move on real now to, that was the beautiful discussion, to our, um, quickly we can do our Dear Big Ones, which is where we get a question from one of our listeners, ooh. and this one's juicy. Oh, ooh. Yeah. Okay, Thank Dear you, Big guys. Ones, I found out one of my supervisors is having an affair with my coworker. My coworker is single, but the supervisor is married with two kids. Their extracurricular activities haven't affected our work. However, there I'm have so been. Sorry, I wasn't listening. You have to go back. <laughs> okay, I just I started looking at the cup and I was like, how oh, many? <laughs> okay, 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 I'll do it again. Dear big ones, I found out one of my supervisors is having an affair with my coworker. My coworker is single, but the supervisor is married with two kids. Their extracurricular activities haven't affected our work. However, there have been several incidents where I have walked in on them giving each other massages, awkwardly long hugs, etc. And their relationship has become a huge inside joke in our department. My coworker and I are the only ones trained to do our type of work. If they get caught by management and she gets fired or relocated, I will be forced to take over all of her workload and overnight shifts. Is what two consenting adults do none of my business? Or since they can't keep it low key, do I turn them in and take on the extra hours and workload? Wow, my instinct says, like, don't touch that. Yes. Let it play itself out. Yes. I think if yeah. anything, she could talk to the coworker. Yes. And just be like, hey, hon, like, let's be real about what's going on here. Like, I have no moral judgment. Like, I that's not my place to be like, this is wrong. But I, it is my place to talk about how this could potentially affect me. And like, if you get caught or like, if this gets reported, I'm going to be screwed job-wise. Unless exactly. she wants yeah. those extra hours, which the end of the question made me wonder yeah. if she's Ooh. actually... No, she, she doesn't because I think it's it. like weekends and stuff. Yeah. And late nights. I you could report it if there's an HR department. I mean you could report it, but then you're, you're messing with people's lives. It's like yes. it's not your business and they should just maybe need a reminder. And like, again, yeah, this like comes a, back to the morality thing. Like That's it, what, must everyone be punished for like doing something immoral, like if that punishment is going to then affect the wife and the kids yeah. and like their lives. It's it's always very tricky. That's the thing. Cause you report it and then that guy or girl i don't know who the the supervisor is their life is you know that's going to come out but then again like do you have you see this going on i don't know if they have a relationship she has a relationship with the with you know the supervisor's family at all but can you imagine everyone knowing you're the you're the wife or the husband back home and everyone your spouse works with knows that they're doing this stuff That's, and they don't say a thing. That is so weird. I know. I do think that talking to the coworker is probably the best I think that's thing where it's like, fair. can you, is there any, like, can you guys be a little more subtle? Seriously, yeah. Because so my job it's, it's wrong to not, like, tell someone about the affair? Like, is know. that anyone's moral know. obligation? No, I don't I don't feel weird about that. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't get into that shit. I don't, so what if the wife, what, okay, so now the wife or a husband comes in and goes goes hey have you seen um have you seen my my uh 
spouse? Are they around? And then where are, where is the spouse actually? Giving a massage to yeah. the coworker right. in the yeah. lunch lounge. This feels very Mad Men. This has happened on Mad Men. It has. Mm-hmm. Um, season one, I'm watching it right now for the first time. It's hilarious. Wow. I haven't and I seen keep it, being actually. like, I really? I should watch it. I, You've like, never watched it? I'm like no. 18 years too late, and I'm like walking around going, Mad Men's great. Everyone's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know. It was like a long time ago. Um, but uh, but no, I, I go, just trying to act off instincts here. Yeah, no. Oh, my um, my spouse around? Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here. What? Sorry. I'm. What'd you uh, say? Uh, my spouse. Your, uh, spouse. Uh, your supervisor. Uh, we're married. I'm oh, just... so nice to meet you. Yeah, nice you? to meet. I've heard so much about you, and now I'm already in tricky territory. <laughs> oh, really? What have you heard? Oh, just good things. Oh, um, yeah. We're just late for an appointment. Uh, if, I'm just going to go into to uh, their office. It's you right... know what? Can I get you a coffee, a water, anything? That's right now? an asshole move, John. That's an asshole move. You are sticking up for that know, little. Right. Oh, you're part of the. Yeah, you're. What's it called? Yeah. Enabling. But the Shit. thing is, I get it. But yeah. what do you do? What do you do? How do you handle that? It's also his boss. I mean, I think oh. you know, it's nice to offer a coffee anyway. Like, <laughs> that's probably part of okay, your job. I like the coffee, Amanda. I <laughs> okay, love it. I did make everyone a yeah. very nice coffee. Yeah, that's tough because then you're that's not fair on you, but what do you do? This is gonna come out at some point, it's gonna blow up, like you might be some collateral damage. So you say just go in? I say don't try and don't try to stop it. it. Guys, this has been such a great episode. I had so much fun. It's a great discussion. It really is mind boggling. Mm -hmm. It always makes you think. John, where can people find you if you want to be found? Akbar. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's a kind of fun hip gay bar in Silver Lake. I've never been. Oh, it's so fun. I've been. It's really fun. It's it's a really, like, the look of it is really cool. I love it. It's like very kitschy and it's it's great. Maybe we should have a night out. We should. It's a good place to dance, too. Okay. Just in that they have, it's not that there's that much space. (laughs) But there's a, it's a good, like, there's always good DJ. It's it's not, I feel like Akbar is like, the place to go is like, especially if you're a woman, I feel like, I mean, again. There are some gay bars that are definitely hostile to straight women, for mm. sure. And not straight women, which sucks. But then there are some... Then I, I would just imagine if you truly want to dance, and you're not dancing for yeah, like sexual yeah. enticement, you're not dancing to get set up with someone or to possibly hook up with someone, then an Akbar is the place to go. Other than Akbar, do you want people to follow you online? Um, yes, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> Twitter, at Bajance. <laughs> just like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, you've got an echo Muffled going. The mic. And, and Instagram at Bajonce. Uh, I have a, if you're in LA, I have a show the second Tuesday of every month at the Satellite. Oh, I want to come. You should Me come. Too. Like the next one's going to be really good. Um, April 10th is the next one. And um, when will this come out? Certain uh, week from yesterday. Okay, well, if you're in LA, May 22nd through the 24th, I'm doing a run of shows at the Satellite. Me backed by a full band. <gasps> My, like, How dear, fun. dear friend Theta Hamill, who's, like, a true, like, genius singer-songwriter, is going to open for me. And Chelsea Peretti's going to open on one night. I don't wow. know which one yet. And then I'm doing that for three nights in... Oh, four nights in Brooklyn, June 22nd, 24th. Four shows in two nights. Um, but it's my favorite thing I do all year. It's, like, a huge, big, big show. With, like, that's music so cool you stuff. put that together. It's... I put so much work into it. Well, that no, that's <laughs> awesome. It's like, I it's love like band it rehearsal. It's like harmonies. It's like absolute. Oh heaven. my god! It's like it's see. so fucking fun. You gotta come. Yeah, yeah, we'll go. We'll go. Um, and as always, you can find us at the big ones. Beep. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, something's in a technical difficulty. I don't think they heard it. Uh, at the Big Ones Pod on Twitter and uh, email us at uh, the Big Ones Podcast on gmail.com. And uh, we're, we've got a Patreon page now, John. That means. What is that? Yeah, we didn't know we're either. We're not sure, but it's basically people can pay like a dollar a month and subscribe for bonus content. Oh, yeah. oh, that's yeah. smart. So now we're Do making you know a little only money. Fans or whatever. Only fans. No, well, there's like a porn star that I follow on Twitter who's like a friend of mine. Or, I mean, very loose friend. I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not excusing. I'm fine being friends with people in porn. Sure, obviously, sure, I'm, sure. I'm proud of it. Um, but we, I'm just trying to say we actually don't really know each other. But it's just from kind of a Brooklyn nightlife drag scene that we've like crossed paths. But he does porn. Uh huh. And I and he has a website now. Only fans. Where he's posting his own self-made porn. I mean, talk about like the conversation we've had today. Yes, like make work. your own content and like, yeah, and seriously. it's nine dollars a month to join, and like, and he's he's putting his own content out, and like, I mean, if there is anything that's ever made me want to pay nine dollars a month, it is homemade people porn. have sex consistent <laughs> porn. But that yeah. is so true. Now, okay, just to touch on back on the conversation real quick. Like now, there's so many more opportunities for people to be in charge of their own yeah. exploitation. Yeah, totally. <laughs> which makes it then not. I'll exploit myself. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, yeah. So we've got a Patreon page, and if you guys subscribe, your uh, there's uh, a new bonus episode, and you get a ten percent discount on the big ones merchandise. What's the website for that? Um, well, it's there's you a next link time. somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Listen next time, <laughs> <laughs> and you should all. Um, Follow Ty Mitchell, T-Y-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. On it. Pay $9 a month to watch him fuck. Oh, is okay. it worth it? Well, I don't, I don't pay for it pay yet. For it. I, I, I might. But like it is, it is actually just a weird thing where it's like he's a friend. Yeah. And like, but also like, of course he wants that money. That's why he's doing it. But then it's also just like, it is a strange moral. Quant- it's mm-hmm. not moral. It's just like. Awkward. I like know you and like i'm like watching you have sex but like that but also like i'm that's like putting it out on twitter like, like he'd I come to one him. of your shows yeah exactly so yeah. like maybe and he sees that as you exploiting yourself exactly he's going, it what's is. the difference it is me exploiting my like talent like my yeah. gayness <laughs> your talent yeah your talent what's um, talent sorry um oh and everyone watch search party yeah and uh, go to Vimeo and... Oh, and um, watch 555. Yeah, it's hilarious. Three ninety nine. that's all. I'm in an episode. I play that's a right. casting we director. We cut her out, so there are no Amanda <laughs> no, Amanda's I'm so I made, sorry. I made it into one. No, she did, and you were so genius. I wasn't asked. so fucking I was funny. not even asked. Well, we... Because we were scared. Yeah. <laughs> so was I. <laughs> I was scared that I wasn't asked. I said, what did I do wrong? Um, we poured over that decision for months. <laughs> Well, thanks so much for being here, John. This was a damn delight. And I got to say, the natural light in this room. Wow. (laughs) And thanks for everyone out there for listening to The Big Ones. That was good. You did good. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.